Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. We got a lot to get to today. What do we got, Rick? Well, we got a mock draft. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champions? My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. What's cracking, Rick? What's up? Excited. We got some good stuff to get into in this episode. We are going to do a mock draft head to head. Um, and that's all we're going to do. We're just going to do a thorough, descriptive mock draft for you guys uh, on this episode. Uh, before we do that, check out our website, thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs. You can follow me at Morgan Colby underscore FFF. Oh, wow, I was going to say three Fs, just underscore FF. And then follow Rick at Ricky Lemon underscore FF. Uh, you can like us at Instagram at the Fantasy Champions and like us at Facebook.com forward slash the Fantasy Champions. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcast platforms, please take the time to type out a nice review for us and then uh, share this podcast with your friends. If you are watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like, and leave a comment. Um, we also have the draft guide just launched this month. $25. It's got full rankings, breakouts, busts, draft values, all kinds of stuff. Um, so please, please order it. $25. Super cheap. Yeah. yeah and again, if you order it, you have a chance to be in our league. Yeah, dude. Beat us? For sure. I, I'm sure there's some people in our comment section that would absolutely love a chance to beat us. Yes, I'm sure. Now, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of people that are listening that are like, what? I bet I could beat them. Yeah, so, dude. Give your best chance. Uh, in order to get into that, you have to buy the draft guide. So let's you do. Let's um, <clears throat> let's do a mock draft. What say you? Yeah, let's do it. So we're gonna do a twelve team half PPR. Uh, I think last time we did a PPR mock. Um, so on this one, we're gonna do a half PPR mock draft. Should be relatively interesting to see our strategies. I have picked five. Ricky has pick eleven. If you're listening on the podcast, you're watching on YouTube. <laughs> I was originally going to do 12, but I was like, nah. <laughs> you chickened out? Yeah. So you're picking where I'm picking in our home league. I thought you were picking 10. I am, but it's same so difference. Same difference. And you're more up to where I am. I have the second pick in our home league. Yes. So let's get this, let's get this uh, draft pop in here. Um, you were looking at my screen, not Rick's screen, by the way. Um so we have Ezekiel Elliott going off the board first. I've been noticing the uh, the mock drafting section of this has been really, really freaking weird lately with who goes off the board first. Uh, but it's always the same three guys off off the board as the first three picks, usually Zeke, McCaffrey, and Barkley. Um, it's in that order in this particular mock draft. And then we have Derrick Henry off the board. Um, so, I mean, the, the recent trend for... Fantasy football has been to go with the uh, running back position early. I think if you have a top five pick, you don't really have a choice. Yeah, that you should definitely go running back. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Dalvin Cook here. Oh, um, yeah. Over Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Why did I do that? 
know why you did that. I did it for fun. Why not? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we've talked about Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara a bunch of different times. Um, the only reason why I took Cook here is what he was pacing at last year was absolutely insane. Um, he was getting, like, at one point in the season, like 20 points every single week. Um, and I, there's nothing that tells me that that's going to stop happening. Like, they're not going to run it more. It's the same offense. So um, Cook will probably stick into that conversation. But I start my draft off with a running back. Let's see what you do here, Rick. We had Kamara, yeah, so Adams, Chubb, Thomas, and Jacobs in the following picks. Here at the end of the first round, um, what I would like to do is – I'm really going best player available for the entire draft for the first like eight or nine rounds for just running backs and receivers. Um, but the way this, this year's draft is at my spot here at pick 11, mm. I don't think I'm going to get a good running back with my next pick. So I, even though I would love to go receiver receiver here because I have two guys that I would want to get, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to go with Joe Mixon. With okay. the first one to just secure, uh, a maybe a potential RB one. Okay. And the, t- the two receivers that I wanted, uh, yeah, back to back there, Julio and Tyreek. So are the two guys that I was looking at. So I've been playing with because I'm picked ten. Like I said, I've been playing with a lot of different options and seeing what actually happens when you you know if like you're at pick ten or pick eleven, um, how the draft kind of flips for you. It's like if you're at pick ten or you're at pick eleven, you always have those two guys in front of you or the one guy in front of you, and so you have to kind of project what they might do but i'm like do i go joe do i go joe mixon do i go miles sanders aaron jones that's kind of what i've been trying to figure out because and then you could also talk about you know i mean we had Devonte adams come off the board first here instead of michael thomas but there's realities in half ppr where one of those guys is falling to pick 10 on 11 and so yeah. do you do you take a wide receiver at your at your position i mean i don't know what you're going to do but i think sitting here and looking at drafting a wide receiver, you know, in, in the first four picks that you have is not a bad idea, but then you're left with literally, I mean, Thomas Adams and Julio and Tyreek are off the board and we both are not super fond of Deandre Hopkins this year. So, right. Yeah. I mean, for me at the spot, uh, if it was a slow draft, I would probably try to move back a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Hopkins is really tempting here because I am kind of down on him, but I think he's still he's still really solid. Yeah, um, I I can look at Godwin too at this spot. Miles mm-hmm. Sanders has get, been getting a lot of hype. He's been going in the first round lately. Uh, I'm going to take somebody who's really questionable though. Yeah, <laughs> um, someone with a lot of question marks, but I think has a lot of upside. And that's Kenyon Drake. Okay. Uh, you know, I just think he he has the potential to be a legal winner. He was one of the guys we talked about. Um, his hmm. production in Arizona last year when he got to Arizona was great. The offense is only getting better um, and improved offensive line. DeAndre Hopkins there now. Kyle Murray, Kyler Murray in the second year. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll take the risk there with Kenyon Drake. Um, you know, he could end up being a bust, but I'm willing to take that risk when I'm at the end of a, of a draft, whether the top of it or the end. That's fair enough. Uh, Hopkins goes off the board after that. Then we have our first quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, and Miles Sanders at the 2-5, uh, George Kittle, and then Austin Eckler. So I'm sitting here. Jones has fallen to the late. That's not been happening in my mock drafts. Something's been changing lately. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't like Aaron Jones at all. <laughs> 
I mean, I don't mind them, especially at that spot. I mean, you know, it's not it's a bad area. Okay. It's just... There's also yeah. another guy that I'm looking at that I think um, we're going to have So I could go, you know, this is where things get a little bit weird in the back half of the first round because a lot of the guys, like, I'm probably going to have the likes of Melvin Gordon, Le'Veon Bell, Chris Carson, maybe Leonard Fournette at the running back position at 3-5. Um, possibly Clyde if you wanted to go in that direction. So it's like it's a question of who who's going to be on the board at wide receiver when my pick yeah. comes back at at pick uh, in the fourth round at pick what is it thirty forty four thirty something, something. Yeah. thirty yeah whatever but so I'm going to have some options there but it's a question of like can I if I was to go three running backs or two running backs in the first couple of rounds can I get the wide you know the wide receivers that I want on my team or do I take a shot in the dark and draft a wide receiver in the second round instead of a running back. I see a massive run on running backs coming in that third round. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take Godwin. It's a good pick. That's who I probably would have gone. And I'm going to let it. I'm going to let the run play itself out because yeah, I got Jones and right yeah like Leonard Fournette right there sitting for me. So Aaron Jones at two nine, two ten James Conner, eleven. 11th pick in the second round, Lamar Jackson. And then at the end of the second round, we had Adam Thielen. And it was Travis Kelsey, Kenny Galladay, Melvin Gordon, and Mike Evans to start the third round. Um, so exactly what I was saying uh, happened. I'm going to start the run on uh, running backs here. So I have Fournette. I have Le'Veon Bell. I have Chris Carson. Obviously, the guy that I want here is Leonard Fournette. Because yep. why I not? <laughs> that's your guy and it's yeah, so easy to pick at five i'll tell you um yeah i mean fournette was a good pick uh clyde i think would have been a good pick there as well um mm-hmm. and the run on running backs did happen amari cooper got picked so for me here um i went running back running back first two rounds i do yeah. like cooper cup uh it's interesting that he's there because um he doesn't usually fall that far. Yeah, uh, it's but it's tough because I think there's some receivers a little later that I can still get. Um, Would you stack Cup and Robert Woods? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I think both those guys can have good years. Uh, they're going to be like the only two options. I mean, they're not the only two options in the offense, but mm-hmm. I think both guys will get 100-plus targets. Um, right. See... Cooper Cup just ruined my plan because I was going to go Todd Gurley here. But <laughs> I, I mean, he I'm might still team. looking. Yeah, so, probably, so here's if I just if I was you, looking at eleven. I mean, looking at twelve, one, uh, one twelve, and two one. So the twelfth pick, they took two wide receivers. So the expectation and the reality is that they're going to go two running backs. My thought is that you're probably going to see Singletary and Johnson go off the board um, or you could see one of the, one of the running backs go off the board and Cooper yeah. cup. So, so here's what I'll do. Um, draft the, I would say draft the running back there and then wait till your pick, because I think Cooper cup might be on the board by the time you get the four, two. Yeah, and even if he's not, there's actually, there's a wide receiver available that I have ranked ahead of. Him. Okay. Um, but Co- I do love Cooper cup. And I think in most cases taking Cooper cup here is a solid pick. Yeah. Um, but what I'm going to do, I'm going to take Todd Gurley here. Um, he goes Mark Andrews and Singletary. So I do have a cup available if I still want to. What is this guy doing? David John. I mean, <laughs> who knows? It's it's right. 
Have a, uh, have a day, 12. Have a yeah. day. Uh, Cooper Cup would probably be the pick here, but I think you could Mark Andrews and Devin Singletary went Alan off the board, Robinson by the way. here, too. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Calvin Ridley here, for sure. I'm going to go a little off the board, and I'm going to take Juju because I have him okay. in my top 10. Uh, I have Juju shares in almost every league. Uh, so uh, that was what? Cooper Cup almost fell to you. That's what I was. Wow. Uh, Juju was the guy that I was going to take at uh, at four at four uh, eight. Yeah. His ADP's falling kind of in that range. It was going to be close, but um, freaking a Rick. That's a good pick. Um, yeah, Cooper Cup almost fell to me. He fell far. Yeah, I, I if I was again slow draft, I probably would have tried to get another pick there, so I could yeah. have Gurley, Juju, and Cooper Cup. But. So. Uh, 12 took Mark Andrews and Devin Singletary. And then after Rick's pick, it was David Johnson, Metcalf, Hilton, Ridley, and Cooper Cup. So this is where my strategy in terms of what I've been doing in mock drafts at every single pick uh, has kind of shifted. Because I've been having a difficulty with a lot of people have been talking about, you know, how much depth there is later in the draft at the wide receiver position. Especially in the, the fourth, fifth, right. sixth round. I think Especially in the fourth, fifth, and sixth round. But what I've been noticing is that by the time you get through the fifth round, the wide receiver position is wiped out. Because if you just count the first three rounds, you have four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen so you're at the wide receiver 16 off the board right now and you're only in the fourth round so there goes that depth that everyone was talking about at the wide receiver position and now you're, you're you have juju who great pick i think he's gonna break out and have a great season but if he poops himself you don't have a wide receiver you know what i mean you don't have a wide receiver one which is why i took godwin in the spot that I did. And I think that taking two running backs is not a bad play. I mean, there's just no running backs on the board left for me. I probably would have taken Drake at my pick. Um, had you not taken him at two, two, I, he would probably would have fallen to me and I probably would have taken him there. And then at the flip, you know, I would have taken somebody else like Amari Cooper or, you know, something like that. But taking Chris Godwin gives you a little more flexibility and balance to your roster, especially in half PPR. Um, for me here, I think, I got to fill that wide receiver two slot and you have to kind of look at what the other teams in front of me need. Um, each team has, you know, you look at the third pick, they have no wide receivers. And then the other three guys have three wide receivers. So there's, there's some need for running backs and wide receivers. So it's probably going to be spread. I'm thinking that by the time it hits my next pick, um, I'm not going to see some of the wide receivers that I see here on the board. Yep, um, but sure. what I'm going to take, I'm going to probably take Allen Robinson here. That's a good pick. Um, just out of pure need for wide receiver, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. So we had Zach Ertz, AJ Brown, David Montgomery, Robert Woods, Kyler Murray, DJ Moore, Keenan Allen, and DJ Chark. So that run on wide receivers I was just talking about happened. So this is the hardest round in 12 team for me lately. What do you do at flex? Because I've, I've been the, the, literally by the time you get to this round, the running back position's all but wiped out. Like, do you want Jonathan Taylor to be your flex? No. Like I, I would take Jonathan to, I'd smash Jonathan Taylor in the sixth round, but he just For never sure, falls. The fifth there. Is around early. It's fifth I is like around too early. So it's like, there's no running backs available. So my flex has got to be 
unless I reach on a running back. But my flex has got to be it's got to be a receiver at this point. Unless you want to take Jonathan Taylor with the upside. Um, Yeah, yeah. Can I just say something real quick? Why did T. Y. Hilton go in the fourth round ahead of Calvin Ridley, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, A. J. Brown? Because that's where he's going. That's just ridiculous. People are stupid. Um, I think it's. I do really like Tyler Lockett. He's been somebody that, you know, when I do mock drafts for our home league, hasn't been falling to me because he usually falls in this kind of vicinity. Um, I was surprised to find out that I ended up projecting him at, I think it was like wide receiver seven overall in my projections. Really? Yeah, something like that. By accident, totally by accident. It wasn't until after I ranked them. you had to adjust and forgot yeah. Cap was on the team. And I was like, well, no, I, I gave them all a good portion of work, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. No, I mean, it's the efficiency for yeah. him, really. Yeah. So I could go lock it, but opportunity is not really going to be his strong suit. I could go Diggs. Diggs is, once again, another guy who's going to probably be highly efficient like Tyler Lockett, but not get a lot of target share. You're talking like seven, six, seven targets a game as opposed to, you know what I mean, and Odell Beckham who might hit 130 targets, 140 targets and be a little bit more efficient. Yeah. But it's it's very gross here. I think I'll go Odell even though I don't. That's, yeah, I was hoping he'd fall to me. I, I didn't think he would though. Um, I, I mean, it's not – having Odell in your flex, if Odell plays like the days of old, is not a bad option. Um, after I took Odell, Lockett, Prescott, Wilson, uh, Stephen Diggs, Jonathan Taylor all came off the board. Uh, what are you doing, Rick? Yeah, again, if I if I could trade back a couple spots, I would love to here because there's some guys that I'm not going to get mm-hmm. who's going to go like mid-sixth round that I really like. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I might be reaching on whoever I end up taking here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is tough because, you know, Mostert isn't awful, but I'm not, I don't know. He's a little concerning for me just because the depth at running back with San Francisco, Darren yeah. Waller, who I like, but I'm not I'm not trying to take a tight end in the fifth round. Same thing with Deshaun Watson at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with Terry McLaren here. Uh, or McLaren, however you want to say it. Uh, I think... He's just got a lot of upside. He's yeah. the, the guy in Washington for receiver. I mean, he's going to get so many targets this year. It's not a bad pick. Um, yeah, it, it, I feel like it's a. It is kind of a tad early from where he has been going. Like he is moving up on mm. boards. I'm not 100 percent comfortable with him being my wide receiver too. That's why I was hoping Odell would fall to me or even Diggs. Or so, so guys. that's just to talk about the strat there. That's the struggle that I've been having, especially at pick 10 or 11. Is that do you go? You know, do you go three running backs? I mean, we have one, two, three, four teams that went three running backs first. And it's like, do you go three running backs first and then end up with a wide receiver core of Juju Smith and Terry McLaren? Because, I mean, the fourth and fifth round, we talk about the depth. But by the time you get to the bottom of that fifth round, you have no depth at wide receiver left. It's gone. So. I think Corlin Sutton is solid. I think I'd be reaching a little bit. Devontae Parker as well. Um, I, I think I'm going to go a fly here, though, and go Darius Geis, just because okay. you know, everybody's been watching the hype videos. Uh, <laughs> but his upside, man, if he just stays mm-hmm. healthy, he can he can be a great, great pick here in the sixth round. And he could be probably mm-hmm. on the same level if he stays healthy as a guy like 
an Aaron Jones, a James Conner, right, right, right. Um, Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette. Like he could be like mm-hmm. uh, a solid high end RB two. So getting that in the sixth round, it's yeah. it's gonna be rare. So after you running back. after you took uh, Mo, uh, McLaren, Mostert came off the board, and then uh, Debo, and then you took Geis and Waller, Marlon Mack, Carrion, I mean uh, Kareem Hunt, and then uh, Damian Williams and Marquise Brown came off the board. Can I just note that Kareem Hunt has been going way too high in drafts? Yeah, uh, I mean I loved Kareem Hunt in like the eighth round, and now that he's going to the sixth. It's like, uh, like that is I'd still overcompensation take him over, over right Damian there. Um, so there is some uh, discussion to be had about the possibility of AJ Green um, sure. getting picked here. I have not been a fan. I have zero, absolutely zero shares of AJ Green. <laughs> Me too, yeah. In any, like, even when I'm mock drafting, I, I stay away from him. Um, just because his age, the types of injuries that he has accumulated. It's going to be hard. Like, if he plays all 16, I think he gets targeted 120 times and has a decent year. You know what I mean? He, he for sure. sure. I mean, at, at here on the board, as I, I would like to say, a mid-30s wide receiver, I mean, that's, that's great value in terms of what you want to get out of a wide receiver, especially for a guy who can perform at a wide receiver one level. The question for me is just whether or not he can stay on the field. So, I mean, I'm not really excited about aj green but it's not a bad pick here um one of the guys that i've been looking at and they've been a lot of people have been projecting him really low and i can't figure out why but it's brandon cooks he like right now on sleeper he has 96 targets projected with 972 yards uh and five touchdowns projections uh which is only 164 fantasy points so I'm like, it's they're projecting him kind of low for being a guy that they. What did they trade a first round pick for him? Uh, did, was it a first round pick? I thought it was a second, but I could be wrong. Something like that. But they traded for him, so I'm thinking that, like, the value that they gave up to get Cooks would mean that he's going to be utilized. Am I wrong? No, I mean I gr- I agree with you. I'm a little more down on Cooks because I just think there's a lot of. Like Kenny Stills is still there, um, Will Fuller's still there. One of them, uh, one of them is having problems with uh, legal problems right now. So, at the moment, yeah, he'll be fine though. Yeah, I'm gonna take Cooks. Why not? Okay. Uh, Watson, Swift, Green, pick, Landry, uh, and then Ronald Jones, Gronk in the so, seventh, Cortland Sutton seven three, and then Devontae Parker seven four. Uh, I think what I would have done if I was in your spot, I would have t- taken uh, Sutton or Parker because I think those guys are great values, yeah. especially in the seventh round. Like Devontae Parker, to me, it's crazy that mm. I, I, I see him going in the seventh round in this mock draft. Like I was thinking about taking him at six uh, two, and he goes seven four. So here is kind of a difficult spot. I have a lot of picks between my next pick and now. Um, some guys aren't going to be on the board, but. Because of the way people have reacted in the first couple rounds, taking so many running backs, the field is just depleted. It's completely gone. And I feel forced to take so many wide receivers like Michael Gallup here. <sighs> yeah. And it's like, it's almost like, like right now I have, what do I have, five wide receivers? So I'm balanced at wide receiver, but I'm, I'm weak at running back. And it's like, there's just nothing out there. I mean, do I want to draft Cam Akers? Probably not. I mean, I would have taken Ronald Jones if he had fallen to me, but I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not really 
jumping on. Like I think after, let's say Jonathan Taylor, it yeah. just becomes an it becomes an, like I, the only two running backs that have gotten taken in the last two rounds that I'd be willing to take are Jones, not Ronald Jones and Darius guys. That's yeah, about it. I think Swift is okay in like the seventh round, but I'm right. I'm still not like. But other than those three, yeah, I think. And then Cream Hunt, like I like, but I think that's early for, for me. Same with Carry On and mm-hmm. Damian Williams. Like, those guys are all a little early for me. Um, here in my pick, uh, I don't really need a running back, so I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. Um, I, I obviously have guys, Gurley, uh, Drake, and Joe Mixon, so I feel like I'm set at running back. Right. Um, I could use another receiver. I'm not that high on Edelman. Uh, I'm even less high on him now with Cam Newton, too, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So I. I'm not going to lean Edelman there. Uh, I think Marvin Jones is a good pick, although it, it's a, it feels like a round early. And same with Michael Hardman. Uh, I'm going to go Tyler Boyd here. Okay. Um, especially if AJ Green gets hurt, I think uh, he he could honestly be the the wide receiver one on a Bengals offense that's going to be probably pretty good. Next mm-hmm. year. Like, I don't think the Bengals are going to win a lot of games, but that offense I think is going to be much better than what it was last season. And Tyler Boyd had a great year last year at times. Um, and he actually has played better in his career with A.J. Green there. So I'm going to take Tyler Boyd there. Um, I think he's kind of forgotten about. And Edelman is still on the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so is Sony Michelle. I'm tempted to go Sony. I really am. Um, just because with with Cam there, I feel like the Patriots are going to run the ball a lot this year. And that can benefit Sony a lot. Mm. Uh, even if they use Damian Harris this year, which I think they're going to, uh, I still think Sony, like he had what two hundred something carries last year. Right. Uh, I think I think there's a chance he could get more if anything. And running those read option plays with Cam Newton, like I'm going to take Sony. Okay. Well, I was very down on like a month ago, but now yeah, I Newton think there, the value of happen. you know you talk about in drafts values of certain players and. Sonny Michelle is one of the last guys on the board that you have that's going to probably get 240 plus opportunities. You know yep. what I mean? And um, yeah, so it's like I think when you're talking about Sony Michelle, even if it's a gross pick, and it, even it if it doesn't, pick, yeah. even if it doesn't pan out, he's still going to get a lot of opportunities, and he could still be a solid flex option, especially if you're only getting like I don't know. You know, if he if, like he if he's touching the ball fifteen times a game, I mean, you want that on your team, even if it's horribly inefficient. Mm-hmm. It's still good, you know. It's still good enough in terms of opportunity, and, and I think he's going to improve efficiency wise this year, just because offensive line is better, and you know, obviously you add Cam Newton, so I think they're going to be moving the ball. Sony's going to get his opportunities, and I think I think opportunity here is what you're taking. Yeah, he's not going to be efficient, but. To, to snag in the eighth round a running back with 428, 430 carries or something like that is going to be ideal. Yeah. Um, so for me, I, I'm kind of in a rock and a hard place because I do need some running back depth, but I don't really have any options really. Um, I could take Dobbins. You know, I'll just do it. I'll take a shot in the dark. Eighth round, J.K. Yeah. Dobbins. He probably won't work out at all, but I'll, <laughs> I mean, I'll take him for yeah. fun. I, I talked about on Twitter, I tweeted, um, I think in redraft, rookie running backs are definitely getting overhyped. Yep. But in your position, there really aren't that many good running backs available. And I think Dobbins. I thought know, about Jordan is. Howard. Yeah, he would have been okay there too. 
or Matt Breda, like one of the, one of those mm-hmm. two guys, but you're taking a shot in the dark with either of those guys. Right. Dobbins, at least you know the team's going to be really good. The offense is going to be really good. The offensive line's going to be really good. And if Mark Ingram misses any time at all, J.K. Dobbins could have a great week or two. So, good pick. Uh, and then we had Michael Hardman, Josh Allen, uh, Matt Breda, Darius Slayton, Alexander Madison, Latavius Murray, Hunter Henry, and Jordan Howard come off the board. Um, so I'm going to go Deontay Johnson here. Oops. I tried to click on Deontay Johnson's name and his face came up on the screen. Um, I'll take Deontay Johnson here. Uh, I think, I mean, I'm just going to keep taking wide receivers and I'm going to end up with like nine of them, which is ridiculous, but I'm sure I'll find some running backs in the later rounds that I can invest in. But I think at this point, when you have this many wide receivers, it's more or less a situation where like I could take an Odell or cooks if he plays better and trade them away for some running back depth later on. Um, after my pick, Wentz, Brady, Keyshawn Vaughn, Tyler Higby, and then CD Lamb came off the board, and now you're up, Rick. That feels a little early for CD Lamb. I mean, and I like CD Lamb a lot, but year one, man, with Mike yeah. Gallup and Amari Cooper there, like, I don't know how many targets. I still think he can get like 90 plus targets, so I, I guess it's not awful. For me, though, the wide receiver I would have taken over CD Lamb, who I'm going to take here is Christian Kirk. Um, I think people are kind of forgetting about him a little bit, sleeping on him. I talked about how earlier when I took Drake, the improvements for Arizona's offense. Yeah. Um, and having Hopkins there might only do be a good thing for Kirk as well. He's right. going to be the second receiving option on that team. Uh, and he had great moments last year before he got hurt. Fitzgerald, I'm not really too worried about because even if he does end up taking some targets away, he's going to be gone in a year anyway. Right. Uh, or even if he isn't gone in a year, like he's, mm-hmm. I don't see Fitzgerald taking a lot of targets because, right. like, honestly because of his age i don't really think he's gonna have the year he did last year um so i'm i'm a, I'm a big kirk guy uh and then the quarterback i'm gonna take manuel sanders daryl henderson after your pick yes i'm taking matt stafford here um okay if it lets me <laughs> i keep clicking on his name oh there we go okay uh matt stafford <laughs> we've talked about on this show before multiple times um he 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 had a great start to the season last year before he got hurt. I think it was like 16 touchdowns, five interceptions the first six weeks. Uh, look at that run of tight ends, gosh. Um, but <laughs> I think he's kind I'll of... All we see is orange. Like, we look at the quarterbacks that went... Matt Ryan went in the seventh round. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers yeah. all went in the seventh round. Carson Wentz, Tom Brady went in the ninth round. I think Matt Stafford is in that same category as those guys, and he should be going in like the seventh, eighth round. Yeah. I feel like I, got, I get solid value there with Matt Stafford. I want to take Kosicki. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. Uh, I took Kasiki here and continued that run on tight ends only because uh, I'd like Kasiki there. Um, and I thought he was going to come off the board. Uh, then we had Judy, Jerry, Judy, Henry Ruggs, Ravens, D bills, D Daniel Jones, John Brown, Baker Mayfield, and then Pittsburgh Steelers defense. So then it flips back to me. Um, I have some options here. Uh, I've been contemplating, the reality of a Tariq Cohen resurgence. Okay. As an RB2 low end. Is this a PPR mock draft? By no. The way? I don't even know. No, half PPR. Okay. half PPR. Way to go, That's dude. Way to pay attention at the beginning <laughs> of the episode. Um, Tariq Cohen and Tony Pollard have been intriguing options to, for me at 11.5. Um, only because 
So for, for Cohen, I mean, last year he had over 100 targets or something like that. And I think he had 70 catches. And so he's, he's basically a slot receiver. And he's going to get the work through the air. And because he's the backup running back, he's still going to get some work on the ground. So I think there are going to be moments where Tariq Cohen can be decent at certain points. I'm not projecting him to be because I don't want to buy too much into the Chicago Bears offense as a whole. Um, But I do think like because I have Allen Robinson, I'm not going to take Tariq Cohen. But I think that there is uh, if, if you start looking into the numbers a little bit more, I think Cohen can definitely have a decent 2020 season. Um, Sterling Shepard's here. He's not a bad, I, I believe he's the first Giants wide receiver off the board. No, Slayton was in the eighth round. Slayton is the first guy, yeah. He's usually the second guy. So, I don't know who to take. <laughs> I'd probably, I'd probably lean either Shepard or Jameson Crowder here. Unless you want to go running back, then I'd probably go Zach Moss or Cohen. That's me. Yeah, you know what I'll do? Draft somebody These no one's talking tough. about. Oh, Cam Newton. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jameson Crowder. Yeah, Zach Moss, Patriots D. I took Cam Newton, by the way, in case you didn't get that. Tony Pollard, Tariq Cohen, Jameson Crowder came off the board. And now it's Rick's pick. Yeah, I mean, I wanted Crowder. I think he's getting slept on so hard. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would take him over CeeDee Lamb, uh, Emmanuel oh, wow. Sanders, okay. Rex, Jerry Judy, John Brown, all the wide receivers that went off the board. I would have taken Crowder before those guys. But uh, I think Shepard, too, is falling a little bit so i don't mind taking him when he's healthy he is actually the number one receiver on a team when he's mm-hmm. healthy his, his only problem is the concussion history but it's worth a flyer at the end of the 11th round and then my second pick uh yeah Watkins and justin jackson come off the board yeah i mean i, I want to go Nikhil harry here or gibson oh i hope um but I'm actually going to go a little bit off the board and just make sure I get the guy I want at tight end, which is TJ Hawkinson. I can't believe the run of tight ends happened, and Hawkinson is still on the board in the 12th round. Um, to me, he's like... Oh, I, yeah, I dude. Cook. Uh, Edmonds, uh, Roethlisberger, Chicago Bears D, uh, Duke Johnson, and then Antonio Gibson came off the board, and my guy is still here. Where do you go, Who buddy? Penny. <laughs> Penny, Rashad Penny taking my flyers in the twelfth oh, round. Man. I needed a running I back. Think that's early for Rashad Penny. It's the twelfth round. Yeah, I know, but the dude is like he's probably gonna miss. He might start the year in the PUP. Yeah, no, he's going to start the year in the PUP. Yeah. After I took Penny, Nikhil Harry, Justin Jackson, Justin Jefferson, Deshaun Jackson, Anthony Miller, Mike Williams, and Los Angeles Rams D with Drew Locke. Um, that's not awful because you can just put them on your IR spot. Yeah, yeah. If you have an IR spot, that's probably where you can snag them uh, or, or stash them away. Um, I don't think he's a bad pick because we talked about how, you know, he's a second running back there. And we talked about how if Chris Carson fumbles again or poops himself or gets hurt, you know, Penny's a great option. I think in the 12th round, I mean, between rounds 12 to 16, generally speaking, 12 to 15, 12 to 16, you're not going to mm-hmm. get a lot of running backs and you're not going to get a lot of breakout players. You know what I mean? What you're going to get is guys that finish as you know, potential low end wide receiver running back twos um, with, with maybe a potential high end running back two in that realm. Like usually there's not a lot of breakout guys between rounds 12 to 16. So 
what I'm drafting here is value and potential breakout. You know, if he gets the full-time role and, and guys don't get hurt, this one is a little bit more of a deeper pick. And it's because there's literally no one else in Philly to run the football. So I'm going to take Boston Scott as my other running back. Uh, My guy just got picked Jalen Rieger. I think, (laughs) I think Jalen Rieger could have the best rookie season of any wide receiver. This year, either him or Justin Jefferson for me, or CeeDee Lamb. One of those three yeah. guys, I think, will be the, the top three rookie wide receivers. Yeah. But he went off the board. So, I, you know, I took Matt Stafford. Mm. You you know my strategy is usually a veteran quarterback. I wasn't even going to do this, but with Jalen Rieger off the board, I'm going to take Joe Burrow. Um, Whoa. Yeah. He's yelling at me for reaching. <laughs> you know, the, the veteran quarterback and then somebody who could potentially break out. Yeah. I know – Burrow's a rookie, and especially now with like COVID and everything, I I like Burrow less than I did like a yeah. few weeks ago. But I still think he—I mean—he's got AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, John Ross if if he's healthy, uh, T Higgins, Joe Mixon, like and an improved offensive line. Yeah, he's got a lot of weapons, and people forget he runs a lot. He ran for like 500 yards in mm-hmm. college last season with five or six touchdowns. I think six touchdowns. I could be wrong about that, but um, yeah, if he if he rushes like even close to what he did in college last mm-hmm. year. Burrow's going to actually be a, a low end QB one, right? Um, so I'm taking a flyer in the 13th round, uh, but he's somebody who I could probably cut in like week two or week three if it doesn't work out. And then, oh yeah, I got to take my star kicker here since we're doing kickers of defense. Uh, I probably if we weren't doing kickers of defense, I wouldn't do that. But um, I'm going to take Harrison Buckner just because I take him every year. Yeah, uh, you're an idiot. <laughs> I'm gonna take Preston Williams because you left him for me on the I was, board. That's the guy I would have taken. Um, but dude, but you know you're gonna lose to a kicker again. So you don't you don't draft kickers. Stop. You lose kickers every year. Um, yeah, I took Preston Williams, and then to turn back, I, this is ridiculous. Some of the value here in the later rounds. I'm gonna take Tyrell Williams at wide receiver as well. Yeah, I had you Will Lutz, Alan Lazard, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jamal Williams, Robbie Gold, Young Ho Koo, uh, AJ Dillon, Carlos Hyde before I took Tyrell Williams. So my two picks were Preston Williams and Tyrell Williams. Who you got, Boss Rooney? Uh, I didn't know there was 16 minutes. I'm an idiot. I would have saved my kicker pick, but whatever. I don't care. Uh, since Debo's on the, or he's not on the PUP, but there's a chance he could be. There's a chance he could miss week one. And I like him anyway, even with Tebow. Ayuk. Ayuk. Yeah. And now, now I'm going up with my last pick in the 16th round. I'm going off the board for this one. Way off the board. For ranked 455. Washington Redskins defense, baby. You're an idiot. <laughs> their, dude, their front seven is going to be so ridiculous. If, if you have defenses in fantasy, they're going to be underrated this year with the amount of sacks that they're going to get. That's all I'm saying. So one of the guys that I've been taking consistently with my last pick regularly in fantasy football and mock drafts in all formats, Paris Campbell, um, Indianapolis Colts wide receiver. He's going to play in the slot this year. Can we just talk about the quarterback, the quarterback that the Indianapolis Colts signed and how much they love slot receivers? He's one of those Paris Campbell's one of those guys that can shred the slot position. He's very fast. Um, And if you catch him on a crossing pattern, 
he could take it to the house. So I think Paris Campbell's extremely talented. Last year, he wasn't utilized all that much. Um, Indianapolis kind of struggled to get him, get him involved. I believe he might have gotten hurt, too. I'm not sure. But um, just because... And this is this is what I find so ridiculous about this. Is Michael Pittman Jr. right now, is, he got drafted at 14-7. And Paris Campbell, who's probably going to assume a higher role than Michael Pittman Jr. in the offense, is getting drafted at 16-8. So it's That's like, debatable, but to me, I just, Michael Pittman plays the same role as T.Y. Hilton. He's not going to be utilized by. Yeah, he might get more red zone work. I don't know. Paris Campbell's going to get a lot of work in this offense. I do agree, though. Phil Rivers is like slot receiver, so. Yeah. I think Paris Campbell's a good pick. So I ended with Dalvin Cook as my, you know what, we'll go to my roster and we will uh, we'll talk about my guys. I got quarterback Cam Newton, running backs Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette starting. Chris Godwin and Allen Robinson at wide receiver. Tight end Mike Gesicki and Odell Beckham Jr. at my flex. And then on my bench, I have Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, J.K. Dobbins, Deontay Johnson, Rashad Penny, Boston Scott, Preston Williams, Tyrell Williams, and Paris Campbell. So my team's a little bit deeper than yours because you decided to take freaking kickers and defenses in this draft. Well, okay. We, this is a kickers and defense league, so next time just set it for no kickers and defense. I don't want to do that. Uh, wow. My team is Matt. Stafford. You're just filling roster spots at this point. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. My quarterback is Matt Stafford. Running back Joe Mixon, Kenny Drake. Receivers Juju, Terry McLaurin. Tight end TJ Hawkinson. My flex is Todd Gurley. Yeah. Uh, I have. I actually took a kicker with Harrison Buckner. And then my defense is Redskins defense. My bench is Darius Geis, Tyler Boyd, Sony Michelle, Christian Kirk, Sterling Shepard, Joe Burrow, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, I think I have the edge at running back. You have the edge at receiver. And then. You have you think you have the edge of running back? I do, yes. I think. No way, dude. I would take Nixon Drake and Todd Gurley, those three guys over who do you have? Cook and Fournette. Cook, yeah. Fournette, and Dobbins. Your top three guys are just my top three guys, I'll take my top. I'm making trades, dude. Oh, I'm making trade for a wide receiver. I mean for sure. I'd like to get DJ Moore my Yeah. Um yeah, you might be right about the running backs thing, but there's a good situation where Joe Mixon and Kenyon Drake could poop themselves. Well, that's why I got both of them, because if one of them poops himself, I got the other one to break out. <laughs> um, that'll do it for our 2020 mock draft PPR head-to-head edition. We're probably going to do 100 mock drafts. What do you think? Two, two, two QBs next time? Oh, I like that. Super flex? Yeah, Whatever you want to do. Um. That'll do it for this episode of the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football a Podcast. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment down below what you think, who you think the best team out of the two is. Um, be sure to like us on Twitter, Instagram, by the Draft Guy, do all that good stuff, and we will talk to you on Tuesday next week, Fantasy Champions. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube, and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.